Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with... Ademo. And Mark. Ademo joining us uh, as our special guest this evening, fresh out of a jail cell here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire. And you know, Mark, you suggested that we start the show out uh, talking about what happened to Ademo, and, and I'm, I'm certainly willing to do that, I, mean, I think, but I'm thinking maybe we should wait. Maybe we should get into the details in the second hour when we've got more, more you know, radio listeners on board. We've got some brand new radio stations uh, that have joined us within the, the past few weeks, and I would hate to have them miss uh, the discussion just because they're joining us in the second hour. Traditionally, we do our interviews at 7, and... A demo can stick around and talk about whatever he wants. Were you planning yeah, on staying for the whole show? Yeah, I'll be here for the whole show. So, right. I mean, whenever we get to it, we get to it. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll do that then. And, Mark, I know that you'd mentioned something last night. I don't know if you've got it handy because I'm changing this on you last moment. Uh, but the, what you had last night was something by an activist to kind of running down some of the reasons why the U.S. is not the freest place in the world. It's a, it's a blog post from uh, freeagents.net. That's fr33agents.net. And it's by Zach Fix said, during a recent Facebook thread about the days of nationalism before the Super Bowl, I saw an attempt at a rebuttal. One poster said, we're still the most free, most unburdened people in the world. This is a common claim. It's heartfelt and truly believed by the person who said it. After all, they heard it all their life. I, too, formally held this belief. Even as an anarchist, and that's what he calls himself, um, things are bad, I thought, but... They're worse every place else. So this is, you know, coming from a guy who would claim to be an anarchist says, you know, things are bad in the United States, but they're worse every place else. So that's what he thought. Yeah, right? it's easy. It's easy for the world out there to paint uh, political dissidents as America haters and things like that. But pretty much that's how I feel. I'm not claiming to be an anarchist. I wouldn't use that term to describe myself. I don't think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. But um, Zach goes on. Unfortunately, like this unnamed poster, I was wrong. According to any measured factor, the United States is neither the freest nation in the aggregate or in a single major issue. Are you listening to this, America? I mean, isn't it I, all, all your life you've heard that the United States is the most free country in the world? And That's what they taught me in government school. Yeah. Now, now here on Free Talk Live, we're telling you it's not true, but we're going to back it up. Before you call, call in enraged, we're going we're gonna to back it up. By exploring several major freedom indices, we see clearly that while a relatively free state overall, the United States is not the freest nation in the world. Freedom in the World, an annual report published by the Washington, D.C.-based think tank Freedom House, is largely regarded as the yardstick for the measurement of democracy. Uh, political and ideological – there are footnotes in here or you know, notes uh, from where he gets stuff. I, I'm skipping over all those. Uh, if but you, you can go, get them at freeagents.net, yeah. was yeah. it? FR33agents.net. Yes, that's correct. You can go look that up. If that's what you want to do, you want to spend your time rebutting this, please do. Political and ideological aspects in the measurement of democracy, the Freedom House uh, case, this report which measures civil liberties and political rights, rates states on a uh, scale of – one, most free, to seven, least free, and qualifies each nation as free, partly free, or not free. Rates the United States as a, as a free, but it does not rank nation, um, but does not rank nations. 
I'm not sure what that means. While most indices with rankings focus on the measurement of or type of measurement or other, the uh, free the free existent freedom index ranks states on a more broad definition of freedom, combining ratings on property rights, freedom from taxes, freedom from ex- freedom of expression, limited government, gun rights, drug rights, freedom from corruption, freedom from inflation, business freedom. And they use all those little uh, uh, those indices, and they when we all um, when all values are weighed equally, the United States achieves a freedom rating of seventy two out of a hundred, making it the fifth freest nation. Who's more free? Switzerland, Hong Kong, Australia. Uh, Hong Kong is actually officially part of China. And he, now, he point knows of that. clarification: This is an index that is not the Heritage Foundation or the Free the World. This is from Freedom House. Okay, so it's a th- this is the third one. I've never heard of this. Well, there's one several in here that, uh, that you know he, he goes through all all of them. Yeah. Basically, everything he knows, and he takes the rankings and takes a look at them, and uh, you know he wants to see whether or not the United States is the freest nation. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at this objectively. We have some rating. We have some rankings here. Is it tr- is it a true statement? Because you know, when they're uh, the only I think the only place the United States is still extolled as the freest nation on earth is in country music, because nobody else really is going to say this any longer. I think people still say it. I think they still believe it. I think Maybe. that uh, that it's it would hurt too much for people to not believe that. Right. I definitely think people believe it. I mean, you know, they absolutely are brainwashed to believe it, but they uh, don't have anything to back it up. I mean, so I'm really interested to hear how they back this up. So freer places, Switzerland, Hong Kong, Australia, Canada, and um, and Aus- Australia, Canada, Hong Kong, Switzerland. Oh, it's the fifth. So there's four. <laughs> Excuse me. There you go. Um, and they're all more free than the USA. Which specific liberties make a person feel most free varies from individual to individual and as such need examined separately um, more than the holistic approach. But here again, the U.S. is not the most free. For some, economic liberty is the most important indicator of freedom. And I'd say that's a pretty important one to me, although the uh, second most economically free place in the, in the world is Singapore. And man, they're really strict when it comes to uh, their sort of uh, social laws. For others, it's answered by how democratic a nation is, you know, and others, it's still uh, view freedom of the press as a measurement of freedom of a nation. These indicators and several others previously grouped together in the free existence report will be more closely examined. For many economists and propertarians, a country's freedom can be measured by its level of economic freedom. Some studies even show the higher economic freedom correlates strongly with higher self-reported happiness. So people in countries that are more economically free claim to be happier. The Wall Street Journal and Heritage Foundation annually publish the Index of Economic Freedom that ranks nations based on 10 components, business freedom, trade freedom, fiscal freedom, government spending, monetary freedom, investment freedom, financial freedom, property freedom, property rights, and freedom from corruption and labor, labor freedom. In 2010, the United States ranked 10th in the world with a rating of 77.8. Again, the U.S. was considered less free than Switzerland, Canada, Australia, Hong Kong, this time being joined by Singapore, New Zealand, Ireland, and Denmark. When using only economic variables on the Freedom Index, measuring property rights, freedom from taxes, limited government, freedom from corruption, freedom from inflation, and business freedom, the United States does even more poorly, scoring 75 out of 100 and falling to 14th most free to someone with a more to some with a more egal, um, someone with more egalitarian or progressive view of economic freedom it's a less important measurement of freedom than how democratic a nation is here america creeps even further from the top 
The Economist's intelligence unit, a group associated with the, the news magazine The Economist, rates and ranks the state of democracy in 167 countries each year with their index of democracy. This index measures 60 indicators from five categories, electoral process and pluralism, civil liberties, functioning of government, political pr- preparation, excuse me, political, political participation and political culture. Each nation is uh, given a ranking and index as uh, well as being ranked while rated a full democracy with an index of 8.18. The United States proves to be only 17th most democratic. All the Scandinavian states, much of Western Europe, as well as uh, Australia and New Zealand, outperform the U.S. Now, Australia, I know they have a a requirement to vote, so I don't know that it's political, that participation in the democratic process really counts when you're uh, ranking Australia. And, and I also wonder how many are considered, United States is probably considered more free because of its democratic process as opposed to a country that might have more control by its, its leaders. And, um, but yet, since they don't have the chance to vote, are they automatically being docked more? You know, they might be, I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't off the top of my head, but they're more free but controlled. And is that, does that punish the United States? You Your know? thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe the so-called United States not as free as you might have thought. 1-800-259-9231. There's more to this, right, Mark? We'll get to that. A little bit more, yeah. moment. Also, uh, take your calls. You can also bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. Demo is with us here tonight, fresh out of jail. You Certainly, if you've got questions for him, uh, you're welcome to bring those up, too. It's free talk. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Is where to go. We've got a lot of features there, and they are free for you, including our mobile site. You've got a smartphone. You can access m.freetalklive.com to get quick links to our streams as well as the podcast. That's m.freetalklive.com. And, Mark, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. Memory Dealers also brings you the Free Talk Live webcam, which you can see at cam.freetalklive.com. As we go uh, and continue here, well, we'll get to your calls here in just a moment, but uh, we're talking about the, uh, I guess, some numbers here as far as uh, breakdowns, various different analyses of uh, various different metrics regarding uh, the amount of freedom that the United States has compared with other countries around the world. And it is intended to rebut this age-old idea, this myth, that the United States is the freest place on Earth. It may very well have been, and I suspect it was, that at one point the United States 
so when the, the um, was the freest country in the world. So as an age old idea, I think it's true. But what you I don't think, really know anyway because there, these sorts of uh, metrics were not being gathered back then. So there would have been no way to tell. But I suspect it was. You know, I mean, that's what you've been told, right? So maybe it was true. Maybe when you're it looking at Europe from 1913 and there's a bunch of autocrats running around telling people how they're going to live their lives to mm-hmm. go die for their country, go die for the Kaiser. Yeah, I mean, I, I suspect it. I suspect it was the freest country um, in the world. I just myth things like this tend to you know last longer than what is true. Mm-hmm. People will believe it longer than than is so. And we've seen up to this point that joint and severally. All these lists show the United States as high as uh, fifth and as low as 17th freest place in the world, depending on the list and how it is that it's ranked and what it's raced, banked, ranked based on. Um, so I'm going to continue here with this article from Zach F- Fix at freeagents.net. That's FR33agents.net. As the recent events in Egypt have uh, shown, the power of the press in fighting a corrupt state cannot be overestimated because – Of this, some equate freedom of the press as a reflection of the overall freedom of the nation. Whatever truth this uh, comparison holds, it does not bode well for the myth of America as the freest country. Reporters Without Borders compiles and publishes the Mm -hmm. Press Freedom Index each year, which ranks and assigns an index to 179 countries with an index rank from zero, which is ideal, to 115. I remember this one. This one, America has been dropping recently. The United States, with an index of 6.75, is ranked 20th, mm. even further down the list. As with other indices, measured so far, uh, so far, Switzerland, Ireland, New Zealand, and Denmark register as more free. Finally, there are the smaller individual freedoms measured by the Freedom Index, where the U.S. achieves both its best and worst rankings. Each category is scored up to 100 and ranks 195 countries. While not the United States... Highest rated category where it achieves its highest rank is in gun freedom. It's ranked 80 and ranked second, surpassed only by Yemen, which is ranked at 90, and followed by Bolivia, the Czech Republic, Lithuania, which are all ranked at 70. America shines with a perfect score in the freedom of expression, but as it shares with, uh, but it shares this with 42 other countries, it cannot be claimed to be the freest. Tied for. First with 42 Tri- other places? Yes, tied for first with 42 other countries. And this is one indice, indice, index, Indu- one index, yeah, index. Within, uh, within all of these rankings that the United States has actually shown, uh, shown up, mm-hmm. tied for first with 42 other nations. That's not much to crow about. It's not. <laughs> well, not making the top 10, the U.S.'s uh, ranking of 91 brings a decent 13th most free for business. The U.S. is ranked 19th in property rights. Tied with the United Kingdom and Chile with a ranking of 85, while New Zealand and Sweden topped the list at 95. Following closely behind... Now, he's citing various different uh, things. Throughout this whole article, he's citing different rankings. He's not just relying on one ranking system for anybody just tuning in. So he's uh, at this point, he's looked up to, to five different ranking systems, which inside of them have a whole bunch of indices, too. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at many, many different uh, ranking systems contained within, within these. So the U.S. is ranked 19th in property rights, tied with the United Kingdom and Chile, and ranking 85, while New Zealand and Sweden top the list at 95. Following closely behind is a rank of 20th in freedom of corruption, and with a lower ranking um, of 73, where it ties with Belgium and Japan. Just sneaking in uh, the top with a rank of 39 and a rating of uh, 78, this nation does tolerably at freedom from inflation. The United States' rhetoric of limited 39. Gov- 
Yeah, so the United good. States is at 39 out of all of the countries in the world as far as freedom from inflation. And I bet you they're using the government's own inflation numbers in order to come up with that. I suspect. Of course, um, they're probably using the government's numbers from all of the countries. So who knows what the real story is? But in, indeed, but it I could be I, worse. I get the impression that there are different nations that are more free in different areas than the United States. That seems clear to me. The United States rhetoric of limited government is shown to be hollow and meaningless, with an abysmal rating of 58, an associated 122nd most free rank. So that's limited government. The United States limited government, bullcrap. 129th. Wow, that's a shocker. Not really, not for me. I mean, come on. I mean, but for, I think for a lot of people, that's a shocker. I think hearing that is a shocker because, I mean, it is clear for us that government is involved in everything. It seems like its tentacles are into every aspect of our lives. Uh, but a lot of people don't want to believe that. They want to believe that America has this small government tradition and that, you know, even though the, it may be a superpower in the world, they're still, you know, that, that's the Republicans are in charge, you know, and we've it's got limited small government. government. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the government, the Republicans said a few years ago that uh, the government had been slashed to the bone. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if you just listen to the propaganda, then you might actually believe that to be true. Right. But, and many people look at, uh, look but at to think at 122nd out of what, 180? I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> poor. piss poor. Abysmal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's terrible. Several Middle East countries top the tax freedom list as they are untaxed due to state ownership of oil revenue. That's not entirely fair. This earns them a perfect score. America's rating of 67 brings its rank to a staggering 140th most free, making the it one of, of the least free countries in the world regarding tax freedom. Wow. However, that's incredible. That is not where it performs the most poorly. That honor lies with drug freedom. Mm. A ranking of a whopping 15 ties this with several uh, theocratic states and dictatorships and brings it in a ranking of 153rd from the top. Incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States is not the most free country in the world. This is proving it, and it's proving it on many, many different lists. It's not being brought up in one list that's out to get America. It's mm-hmm. not America hating. Most of these lists were compiled by organizations that exist within the borders of the United States. So the Show Heritage me, Foundation is a uh, conservative group. Yeah. Show me an organization, just one, anyone that ranks the United States to be the most free. This could still be subjective, though, because, I mean, some people might think this is free. You know, being 150 seconds in the drug war, uh, just getting out of jail with people who were there for the drug war still wanted it illegal. No, so, no, no. I mean, it's 153rd. I, I think oh. that we're, you know, North Korea is 152nd. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. We're going to talk more about your uh, jail trip here in a little bit. You can take control. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 
800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, freetalklive.com features including our bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Free, of course, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation investment, barter currency. You can hear these kinds of ads all over talk radio. And, you know, it can be pretty confusing. There's so many companies out there selling gold, selling silver, and it can be difficult for people to know one way or the other what they should do. I set up gold.freetalklive.com for just that circumstance so that you can go look at the pieces of gold and silver that we have for sale there. And these, many of these pieces are easily checkable against other websites. So you can see whether it's a good deal or a bad deal. You can comparison shop because it's a bad idea to just call one gold company and take their rate, whatever it is. Um, although I believe Midas Resources to have extraordinarily competitive rates. Maybe they even have the lowest rates. I Surely there's somebody out there that has lower rates, but I haven't found them. I haven't run across them uh, as far as uh, gold and from Midas Resources. So go to gold.freetalklive.com and check it out. We also have a layaway plan for those of you who don't have enough money to invest right now. The telephone number is right there at the website at gold.freetalklive.com. You can uh, order 20 coins. The shipping's the same on 20 as it is on one, so it's a good idea to get 20 coins of whatever you you're going to get and then um, you know lay it away put money on it every time you get your paycheck and then you'll have uh, the 20 coins will be shipped to you they'll be shipped to you at the rate that you put them away at today if you call in today it's gold.freetalklive.com all right 800-259-9231 whether you want to discuss the rankings we were talking about earlier with the united states absolutely just shockingly dismal in a number of categories regarding freedom uh, and that was from free agents, fr33agents.net. For those of you that want to go and dig in deep into that and get into the, the indexes and how they're calculated and all the, uh, the information, the detail that you might be looking for there. Uh, but suffice it to say, it's something that we've been tracking for a while in general on this program. That was a great article because it brought it all into perspective all in one place. Uh, and he really boiled it down, I think, pretty pretty effectively. But did he actually get into how it, like we are actually more free? Because this, I feel, just sets up for the argument of someone to say, well, then move to one of those places. Because that's always the second, you know, once you say we're really not that free, then they say, well, then go live somewhere else that is more free. That's, I mean, that's true. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a common objection, probably the most common objection to or solution, I guess, that somebody might propose to you objecting uh, to the lack of freedom here in this country. And... That's not what I'm looking to do. I mean, I have moved. I've moved from Florida to New Hampshire, which arguably is a transition from less freedom to more freedom, because that's one of the problems, honestly, the United States has with this, with these indexes is there are differences between the states. And so so lumping New Hampshire in with Illinois isn't really a fair uh, comparison. It would it would be interesting to see a breakdown on a state by state basis to see how, you know, New Hampshire would compare. Uh, or Illinois or whatever with the the rest of the world as opposed to just the United States as a whole. Well, exactly. And another thing I'd like to tell people, too, as well, is that even if the United States was number one on every one of these lists, we're still not absolutely free. That's true. You know, and, and I'm sure none of them that are number one are absolutely free. And I commonly get the question, as an activist, if we were, would you still be an activist? And absolutely, because there would still be injustice and you still need absolutely. to keep up on, on fighting for your liberty. So. There are always going to be people in search of power. Whether they can get that power through the government or some other means, they're always going to be out there. There are always going to be people that are scam artists, for instance. Uh, there are always going to be people that... 
need that uh, that others need to know about. And I think that you know, people have asked that question before: is what are you going to do on Free Talk Live if you don't have all the terrible things the government is doing to uh, to talk about? Is well, we'll just talk about whatever people find interesting. I mean, Free Talk Live is an open phones panel discussion. Basically, we have a pro liberty viewpoint, but if all of a sudden tomorrow we woke up and lived in the truly voluntary society and the government as we know it, the coercive monopoly government was gone, right. uh, then you know we'd be reporting probably more on you know bad business practices and things right. like that. Right now we have the big bad United States government to focus on i mean they are the most yeah. you know polluters murderers stealers uh, you know the worst everything. of the worst They're the worst of the worst well i don't i you know i I'd, I'd hate to put uh the united states up against say darfur um, you know the uh, sudan and it's uh, province darfur or something like that um as far as murderers go but and certainly they they you know they're not great uh when darfur it comes never to dropped issues. a bomb yeah, a nuclear well, bomb. Now, let's let's forgive and forget that was 1945 <laughs> okay just saying right one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to your thoughts. You can bring up anything. Thomas is in Pennsylvania. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, just recently, I was uh, showing my friend Linux, and uh, I went to shut down Friday evening, and then Monday they accused me of um, breaking their computers, and they who, who in, accused you? Um, the school. Uh, so the, you were at your school. school. You were using the school's computers to show your friend Linux. Yeah. Then you got in trouble for breaking a computer. Yeah. And why it was? Why did they believe it was broken? Um. Well, the tech guys told them. <laughs> the tech guys told the administrators that you had broken their computer. Yeah. Okay. So what happened to you? Um. Well, Monday he conf- uh, he made me empty out all my pockets. He took all my electronics. He searched my book bag, and he gave Is this me high school. Down. Yeah. And he's a, he's a cop in the school, or this was an administrator? No, this was an uh, assistant principal. Okay. And then just today... So wait, they well, searched your electronics, you said? The, they took them, yeah. And then, they took uh, your laptop? They took what, a smartphone? What did they take from you? Uh, a USB drive, a memory card, phone... Now, did you install Linux on this school computer? Is that what happened? No, it was a live disk. I see. So to explain that, that means that uh, in the Linux uh, world, which I don't know very much about, but I know enough about it to explain this, uh, they have CDs that you can take. And you can put a, like, I could go onto your computer, Mark, I could put this CD in the CD drive, reboot the computer, and boot from the CD. So it won't actually change anything on your computer, it's just booting another operating system from the CD-ROM instead, or the DVD drive, instead of your hard drive. And it basically makes it so you can run your favorite copy of Linux on any computer that you want to, without causing any damage allegedly, to the computer that you put the, the disk in. Am I pretty much right on that? Yeah, completely. So what, what was making them claim that, that you know, that, uh, pr- presumably they were falsely claiming that you had ruined this computer? I mean, do they have a vendetta against you? What do you believe that the motivation here is? Um, it's, a, it's an old Windows 98 computer, but they hired someone $30 an hour to fix it. It took them like two, three days. But what was wrong with it? Was there something wrong with uh, it prior to you getting on the computer and they're just really blaming you for computer. it? Huh? Windows 98. You're saying that was what was wrong with it? Was it was running Windows 98? Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. So uh, what? So they searched all your stuff. Do they still have it? What did they do to you? Uh, yeah. They gave it to the state police and then they hired an investigator. I had to talk to him today. That's crazy. Um, he, he gave me a talk down. He's like, you can have an attorney and, you know, silence and... 
And then after a while, he said um, he considered a felony. He, was, he said he's pretty sure I did it, and he was uh, threatening me with 15 years in jail and over five thousand wow, dollars of fine. That's nuts. Now, what's the felony supposed to be like? Um, I guess uh, destroying civil property. Destroying civil property? That was your property. School property. Oh, school property. Gotcha. Wow. Well, uh, that's so crazy. I'm just trying yeah, to. I mean, I, uh, first off, <laughs> thinking back to my days in high school and the way when they handled me. When you're talking about this computer, if if you put this on eBay and attempted to sell this this book this, this a 98 uh, a windows 98 machine <laughs> this this doorstop I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you wouldn't get the, the shipping get the for shipping. it yeah. you'd have to give it away I, I don't think anybody would pay the shipping for they it they wouldn't they wouldn't want this in darfur this is, is it right <laughs> is it worth the the copper and gold and silver and pl- palladium and whatever that's yeah. in it Hey, let us know what happens uh, with your yeah. with your case. Wait, it sounds particularly outrageous, and yeah, I wish you the it. best of luck. And keep your mouth shut. Don't answer their questions. Thanks oh, okay, for the call thanks. tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Man, I remember when I was in high school, and I, I ended up uh, on the principal's computer through the network. Like, they had a network all that was going throughout the school, and I logged into the principal's computer. He had no password on it, so... God. Uh, and they, I got caught red-handed at that, but they didn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't do anything to me. They put me on the tech team, and I got to take a, a bonus class. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Adamo. And Mark. All right, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, then you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com to get links to Amazon from around the world, the U.S., Amazon, U.K., uh, Germany, Canada. You click into one of those links, and then whatever shopping you do at Amazon at that point, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. So get the stuff that you need to get. Dozens of categories, free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items Great shopping experience. User reviews is one of my favorite parts about Amazon is that you can read what other people think about their products. And uh, so go and get your shopping done. Shop.freetalklive.com. But there are a few things you can't get through Amazon, in which case we have a solution for you. Yeah, right. Prescription medications. You can't get those through Amazon. And if you're getting them through your local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. Discount Prescription Services has a solution. They'll get you your meds, your uh, prescriptions at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com, click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent, and they'll walk you through every step. I've been to their offices. I've gone through the calling process just to make sure that this wasn't some kind of situation where people were going to be made to feel uncomfortable. It's not. 
It's meds.freetalklive.com. Whatever your prescription is, they can help fulfill it. I guess there are some uh, some Schedule A's or something like that that they can't do. I'm not exactly sure uh, what they can and can't. But if you go through this process, they'll 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 walk you through every step of the way. Like I said, their customer service is excellent. It's meds.freetalklive.com. And for those that have signed up, thank you. Thank you, because uh, Free Talk Live gets uh, a cut of that. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Now, we just had somebody call in uh, with a claim that they were in high school and they were playing around with one of their computers in there, this crappy old Windows 98 machine, which obviously is not a great piece of hardware today. He said that he had installed, or not not even installed Linux, but he'd used Linux on there, and that afterwards they blamed him for the problems that the computer was suffering. Now, let me tell you, if you've got a computer that's 10 years old, it's going to be suffering from some problems. It's just... Even if it's running right, it's still kind of going to be behind. Well, it's going to be behind <laughs> the times, obviously, but over time, it becomes less and less likely that it's going to run correctly. There's just problems. I mean, most people... How many people know to open up their computer and clean out the dust? I mean, over <laughs> over the years, that stuff cakes up. On, yeah. And if you if you keep a computer for too long and you don't ever clean it, clean out the inside, a lot of the cases that they uh, they sell, like at the, the Walmarts or the uh, staples of these places where you can just buy a computer off the shelf. These are not cases that were made for long-term computer usage. They, they don't have you know pr- proper filters on them. They don't have fan systems that, that are installed properly. And so over the years, there's dust that's going to just cake up in the, you know, like on top of your processor, basically, and create a layer of insulation that all of the cooling in the computer can't handle. And you're, you're going to, fr- your computer's going to get fried basically over time. So it's just... The computers just aren't made to last more than five Five years, really. If it's if you've got a five year or older computer, you're you're teetering on your last legs, unless you're really doing a good job of keeping it up to date and kind of keeping it clean. Uh, so cleanliness is very important. Anyway, so we're dealing with this situation with uh, this computer and this uh, young man allegedly uh, is being having his. Uh, electronics taken from him obviously he's he's a geek he he's into linux he's got you know a flash drive and he's got various different uh, pieces of computer hardware maybe a smartphone or something like that and they they snatch his things from him in the for the purpose of conducting investigation regarding his tampering with uh, this school property and even talking about a felony charge now odds are good they're just trying to intimidate him i i but then again, who knows? Well, what are they trying to intimidate him, him into? A, a copping to uh, admitting to doing something to the computer. You know, they want you. They want to scare you into taking a, pl- a plea deal. But, but this is, you know, if I, okay, so I took driver's ed in um, uh, high school, like so many do, and. If the car would have broken down while I was driving it, would I have been responsible for the repair? Not to me. Would they have charged me with a felony because I was driving it? I mean, I remember this is, I mean, this is a computer learning class, right? Mm. Learning about computers. Maybe, maybe not. Did he say it was a computer class? Because it could have just been a computer in a class. It's school. You're supposed to learn about stuff. I I remember uh, I took the the Chevy Cavalier. I think it was probably a 1986 Chevy Cavalier. And I bounced that thing off of the, uh, you know, the stoppers at the parking in in the parking spaces because I pushed the the gas instead of the the brake pedal. Well, yeah, if you're going to be doing driver's ed, you have to expect mistakes like that to happen and things to go wrong. And, you know, and when kids are learning and you're giving them computers on which to learn. You have to expect sometimes those computers will break. 
I, I don't, I, you know, I... Well, maybe there was more to his story, or maybe it wasn't even true, certainly. but I have no reason to disbelieve it, considering the direction government schools have gone in this direction, as we've talked about many times, zero tolerance. You know, you can even bring a butter knife into the school without being charged with some sort of criminal act. We've seen Texas schools recently, and New Jersey as well, charging young people, as young as six, four, five years old, with criminal acts, with misdemeanor counts uh, for doing things that everybody did when they were growing up, or a lot of people did when they were growing up and they were going to school. So we're seeing the school system, we're talking about the, the U.S. being free, or not being free, rather, we're seeing the school system become more and more draconian over time. It, it, this wouldn't surprise me if it were true at exactly. all. Exactly. I mean, we see schools with their zero-tolerance policy on violence or whatever. It's not about helping the students, or like in your example, Ian, and you said that they realized you had a talent and put you into a tech program. Like, obviously, this this kid has a passion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let, let him explore it. Let him get it. Instead, it's slap no, his charge hand. Charge him with a felony. Yeah, knock him down. Don't don't be don't don't think freely, clearly, whatever. You know, don't don't try something new. Don't be ahead of everybody. Get in line. Answer the questions. You know, it's same with the jails. You know, I mean, uh, they call it a house of corrections. And <laughs> me and the inmates, when I was in there, were thinking like corrections. Like, what are you trying to correct? Yeah. Like, maybe no one's behavior is out of line. Nothing was wrong with this kid. He was being experiment of he was trying to learn how things work take him apart expanding something and make improving it doing what young people do I think he, was, he was showing his uh, fellow classmate probably linux too you know here's a here's a boot disc and, and so he's he's i mean that's the final step of education is the ability to show it to the next person exactly yeah he was probably teaching a student something more than the teachers and yet you know is being punished so unauthorized learning that's a felony <laughs> So, uh, and, and you know, another thing that kind of backs up the idea that this may be a true story, what he was telling us, is the, the kind of zealous fervor that the government is using against computer hackers right now. And uh, I had some uh, prep, some show prep from a few days ago we never got to, and it's about the, the anonymous group, uh, the group that has been kind of engaged in this cyber war with uh, the U.S. federal government, other governments around the world, uh, big corporate supporters of government like Visa and MasterCard, uh, PayPal. And so Wired.com is reporting here that the FBI has joined in the hunt for those who participated in the retaliation attacks against companies that cut off services to WikiLeaks, executing more than 40 search warrants across the United States the, uh, just this past week, basically, a couple weeks ago. Uh, in what seemed to be timed raids, British police arrested five men on uh, Thursday morning recently who allegedly participated in the anonymous group's denial of service attacks on Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, and Amazon in mid-December. Anonymous was seeking to bring attention to and punish the financial service company's decisions to prohibit donations to WikiLeaks. Amazon was targeted after it kicked WikiLeaks off its web hosting service. And we talked about that in detail when it uh, when it transpired. The attacks caused no permanent damage as they simply temporarily overloaded a website with more traffic than the server could handle. They were, for the most part, really nothing more than the cyber equivalent of a campus sit-in. But the FBI warned it didn't see it that way. Quote, the FBI is also reminding the public that facilitating or conducting a DDoS attack is illegal, punishable by up to 10 years in prison, as well as exposing participants to significant civil liability, according to the FBI in their press release. So so the idea that this young man would be threatened with 15 years is not unheard of when the FBI is going after people for uh, for 10. So uh, uh, one person does not do a DDoS uh, cyber attack. What do they call it? Denial of service. He said, no, participating in what they said, participating in or facilitating a DDoS attack. Attack. Okay. One person doesn't do that. 
You can't have one person participating in a DDoS attack. My understanding, you're right about that. So that's like charging one person for walking over a bridge with a large crowd around them. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't do it. Uh, they you know, they just it, a DDoS account just essentially means your computer is going over and over to one site. So if I sat here and clicked over and over again on Amazon, even though by myself, my, it's essentially the same thing. My computer can only get, can only do it as often as I can. Well, your computer can do it more often. You can program it to send far more um, requests than you could. But hit this the is the government's button. MO and most protests of any sort that's that is uh, advocating against something or in retaliation to something the government did to begin with i mean the crackdown yeah well yeah marijuana protesters uh, uh mark emery i mean they, they strike the guy who has the biggest bullhorn at the moment uh political prisoners you yep. know beat down the herd no one else will stand up the one who's the loudest is going to jail and they're going after 40 of the alleged anonymous members in this particular case how it is they'll end up proving these cases is a is a whole other question and i'd like to kind of look into that here in a moment at 800-259-9231 your thoughts are certainly welcome Maybe you work in computer security and you can uh, maybe accurately describe what a DDoS is and whether one person can do it or not. It's free talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. So head over there, freetalklive.com, and get interactive. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content uh, whatever you see on the front page in the main section of the, the website, that's been created by listeners just like you. You can go and add things to it, and you can vote on what you like and don't like, and the most voted up. Make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. Ademo, fresh out of a jail cell. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what he's been experiencing in the past couple of weeks. But just to continue where we uh, left off in the last hour, for those of you just tuning in, the FBI has been doing some uh, rounding up. They've uh, investigated and executed more than 40 search warrants across the United States, according to Wired.com, where they're going after members of the group that has been calling themselves anonymous or alleged members of the group anonymous for hacking. And they're looking at uh, the, the FBI. Here's their quote. The FBI is reminding the public that facilitating or conducting a denial of service attack is illegal, punishable by up to 10 years in prison, as well as exposing participants to significant civil liability. Now, we were talking earlier from our untechnical perspective uh, as far as what a denial of service attack is. And Mark, you are absolutely correct uh, that a DOS, DDoS attack can't just come from one source. It's important that it come from multiple sources so one person can carry out a DDoS if they have multiple computers under their control, like maybe hundreds or thousands of computers in what you might call a botnet of malware-infected computers. So whenever you run the antivirus scan on your computer and you see it searching for malware – 
one type of malware. They're different types, but one type of malware, these these botnets, uh, these essentially slave programs that run silently on your computer. You don't know they're there if you don't have the uh, the antivirus software, the anti-malware software to detect them. That essentially the, the, the controller of that software, the person who programmed it, is out there with it or the person who distributed it is essentially controlling your computer from a remote location and telling it, okay, now my zombie machines, you will attack Amazon or you will attack Yahoo or what, whoever it is that they want to go after. And then they have computers from all around what, the world. That, doing that may have been happening during the, uh, the, the anonymous attack, but a lot of it was happening just people with, you know, turning over their computers to these hackers, you know, hacker people, these anonymi. Well, yeah, remember uh, the software. Volunteering, volunteering them up. Yes, and that absolutely was happening because we were made aware of this piece of software that they had that would essentially allow your computer to join the botnet that was engaging in right. the attack. And one of the concerns was obviously, well, isn't running this software going to put me at risk? And the answer, the answer to that objection was basically that, you know, you've basically got plausible deniability. You could claim that you didn't know this was on your computer, that this was running without your permission. So which makes makes me wonder, how are they going to prove these cases against these 40 individuals? Do they have chat logs? Most people will uh, plead out. This is true, and that's the important point to uh, to bring up here, and I'm glad you did because I was certainly going to get to it. Or it wouldn't be the first time the government has locked up innocent people. <laughs> well, there's certainly that possibility as well, but, uh, but we know it's a fact that 90, 95, maybe more, 95% of cases that the government goes up against people with, they get so scared about the potential of what could happen. I mean, 10 years in prison is a lot of time. They get so scared that they they will accept the plea deal. Look. You're looking at 10 years here, son, just for using your computer. How about this? We'll give you a plea deal. You can plea out to, uh, you know, six months. We'll give you a five years probation after that, and you'll be out in six months. You'll be good to go. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to use the Internet ever again in your life. But uh, plus, here, you'll be sitting at, plus, you'll be sitting in jail for X amount of you know weeks or months waiting on them to get around because I'm sorry. In America, it's just getting less and less likely that you're going to get out on bond. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're, they, 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 they administer the punishment before you even get to court. If you say, OK, I'm going to take this to trial, it's likely going to be a year or two until you get there. Maybe Maybe. And if you don't have the money to bail out, then you're just going to sit right. in jail. I mean, lives can be ruined while you waste away in jail for six months, a year, you know, as you wait for this trial. But, right. you know, another thing, too, is uh, how many of these could be like the militia uh, from Michigan that was arrested? They trumped up all those charges. They had it all over the newspaper. And six months later, quietly released them all because they mm-hmm. couldn't charge them with a thing. I mean, that right. could be this could just be a PR thing. The FBI has to say we did something. That's a good point. They could be doing that and they could be trying to intimidate right. other people right. around the world. See, like, we're needed. You guys are safe. We got the hackers. Don't worry about it. Or you know? look out the rest of you hackers. Look how serious we are. Exactly. You know, you could face 10 years in prison. And the other thing about being, you know, being able to deny what's going on is how how can they prove it was this individual? Not only how can they prove that it was the individual who ran the software on their computer, because there's no log, there's no record. Your computer doesn't know who's sitting down and, and using it. It could have, been, could have been somebody else in the household. I mean, I suppose if they're single and they don't live with anybody else, then maybe they've got a case. But, but they had a girlfriend at you the got time, a roommate, I can assure you. Got, you. Right, you, you got friend a friend over or anything. Fr- yeah, right, yeah, friend right. over. I mean, maybe you're living at your parents' house. So you don't even know. Or maybe you've got a Wi-Fi connection that's open. Maybe you don't put a lock on that. Maybe if some guy sitting out in front of your house in a van who was, uh, who was doing this. Right. So, it's always the guy in the van, you know. Well, you've got to look out for them. 
Um, but you never you never know. And so how are they going to prove it? I, I, you know, these these people that have uh, they've taken settlements settle deals with uh, the music companies for downloading songs has anybody ever actually gone ahead and fought that not that i know of but yeah you're right then they'll hit you with hundreds of thousands of them but yeah i don't know of anybody who's actually fought it maybe it has happened and i'm i'm misremembering if you're out there mark i mean do you you recall i think so i mean uh, that's that's my belief is that they have uh, taken it to trial but i i couldn't say for sure I just wonder about that because, again, how do you know? In many cases, it's like a teenager or a 10-year-old or something like that in the household of grandma. Grandma's got a computer. She doesn't know what the kids are doing on there, and they're downloading some music. And then all of a sudden, there's a court case that's pulled up against grandma because her name's on the Internet connection. How can she be responsible she's not a network administrator she just managed to plug the router in it was probably her kids that did it you know plug the router in when she uh, when she bought the package from comcast i mean she's not going to know what's going on over her uh, her comcast connection or her whatever connection she has and then you've got what you've got to get the uh, 13 year olds to admit to it and then what do you do to them i mean well, just... you can charge them with class c misdemeanors in texas it's complicated we go after the parents but do you see where I'm coming from? It's very difficult to actually track who does what on the internet, especially if you've got multiple computers behind one internet connection. But people they don't all see it. It's same. like you said. I mean, if, if if a kid downloaded a thousand songs, they come to you and say you're going to get ten years for each one. You know, you're never going to see the outside of a jail again. Take this two years probation or six months yeah. in jail and five years probation or you know ten thousand dollar fine. They think they the government it. did them a favor, yeah. and they didn't because you're right. I mean, if they went to court, the chances are. You know, you you wouldn't get tried, or I mean, even if you did get tried, twelve people. You know, the evidence isn't there to, to support that you did it. You know, chances are you're absolutely right about that, but usually you don't get to see the evidence if you take a plea deal. You don't have any idea what kind of evidence or lack thereof uh, that the prosecution has. In many cases, it's it's frequently a bluff. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is, but it, the closer you get to that trial, the more likely they have to produce that stuff. And if you get into a courtroom and they can't, pr- they have nothing. To show, I mean, like I was sitting in jail with some guys who had similar circumstances. They're just going to take the deal before, especially drug cases where there's snitches, information they don't even know is real or not that's commonly fabricated by police officers. Mm-hmm. I'm saying don't take the deal. Well, I could do five years or I could do this six months. Dude, you won't do any time if you just keep going. You're doing the time right now anyways because you can't get out, like you were saying, affording bail. Well, there are no guarantees, right? right? I mean, if you don't take the plea deal, there's no guarantee that they're going to have a bad case and that it's not... You know, that you that you're going to uh, that you're going to win in the end. No, but, but I mean, it's probably a really good chance you'll do at least the same time as the deal they give you. This guy, even in many convicted. cases, we've seen that be the case. Exactly, here in New right. Hampshire. Yes. So this is one of the things we do up here. Actually, as we've been doing recently, is doing uh, don't take the plea deal outreach to people at the court, uh, the people that are going in on a daily basis. I mean, we were there you know, this morning. The place was packed. Oh, it was packed. It was packed in the morning and afternoon. Yeah, Absolutely. They they are cha-ching, ringing that cash register. Mm-hmm. At, you know, people walking up and they're ringing the cash register over and over again. They've got crazy people. They've got retarded people. They're getting the money out of their parents. Whatever. Give us the money and otherwise you're going to jail. This one guy was in jail. I mean, he's, he's like, I just, uh, I was listening to his case and, and he's been he's been at the funny farm and they locked him up and said, look, uh, as soon as your parents can come up with the money, we'll let you go. Yep, that sounds about right. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up later on this year, Mark, an interesting opportunity. That's right. Uh, A cruise to Bermuda. You can take the cruise to Bermuda with me, Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty. It's This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll be lots of Liberty folks there having a great time together. Not only there'll be, of course, some speeches and a debate, but, you know, people are going to be doing all kinds of different things in the boat. There's an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall. Miniature golf, a lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline for registration is March the 1st, and the rooms are as uh, low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. You only have to put down $200 on the room at this point, so you don't have to come up with the whole thing right away. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ademo is joining us from copblock.org, and he's fresh out of jail. In fact, we've got some folks that already want to talk to you about that. All right. Uh, but first, we're going to go to Ishtar, listening in Illinois. Ishtar, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Ishtar. Um, there's something that's been bugging me all week, and today again, so I had to call in, and that's the Ridley Report, the news report you guys do on the hour. Yes. Yeah. And I really like his segments most of the time, but this week he's just been nagging so much about Adamo doing all this stuff wrong and how he should have done things differently and how hunger strikes are a bad idea. And I can appreciate his points, and I can see validity in some of them. I agree with some of them, though not all, but I really don't think it's appropriate for a new segment. It's the conversation he should have had with Adamo off uh, somewhere in private and... He's not helping anybody by by uh, nagging about how everybody else is doing everything else wrong. I mean, if he wants to make a contribution to this whole movement, then add something positive about complaining how other people aren't doing it right. Well, now, I can't speak for Dave Ridley, but, uh, you know, I, I can say that I mean, as the person who'd made the decision to put the Ridley report on over at LRN.FM, you're talking about what airs in the little five-minute news segment. Most of our yeah. stations, our stations, uh, radio stations, do not hear that. Um, so you're talking really, really about something that's only online. And Dave Ridley is not only a newsman, but he's also a commentator. And so, in many cases, he uses his opportunity opportunity to comment on the news and you know let people know what he thinks as an experienced activist someone who's seen a lot of activism someone who's seen hunger strikes before and has seen you know their relative uh, lack of success and how they really only seem to contribute to the sickness of the individual who's uh, engaging in that hunger strike but dave ridley just happens to be sitting right here tonight so let's <laughs> let him speak for himself uh dave hi Ishtar. um hi. yeah i'm actually kind of surprised i haven't gotten more 
Oh, closer to the mic. Sorry. I'm surprised I haven't gotten more heat for what I said. I don't know if, if you've listened to it yet. Adam. But the um, basically, I did a broadcast, I guess, maybe a week ago, uh, where I criticized some of uh, Adam's approaches. Um, and uh, the main reason I did that was because I think when you criticize someone, you actually make them more prominent. And that was part of my reason for doing it. It was just what was in my head to say, and it seemed like something we could all learn from. Whenever an activist goes to jail, we can learn from their experience, and we have to be honest with ourselves and with them and with the public, I think, about what's go- what's going on. Yeah, and, and I can see that. And like I said, it's not so much that I disagree with, with most of it, but most of your new segments that you do are, are I don't know, much more, I, I can't say a beat, but it's mostly you're complaining about cops and stuff like that, <laughs> all kinds of stuff wrong. But they're they're more in a positive of, of hey, let's get together and, and, and fix this stuff and look at, at us against them. And, and now it's just, yeah, it just, it bugged me and I have to get it out there. <laughs> Well, that's why we're here. You're certainly welcome to, uh, to it's get free it talk live, Ishtar. <laughs> so basically, would, it, would you summarize by saying you want to hear more news rather than commentary uh, on yes, the report? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, appreciate the call, Dave. Do you want to say anything else to uh, to Ishtar? Thanks, Ishtar. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll consider that. I'm just glad there's enough people listening now to actually to criticize. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's been a it's been a lonely podcast for a while. Not very many people listening before. That's cool, and it is available in podcast form. Where can people go, uh, Dave, to uh, to grab that? It's uh, ridleyreport.podomatic. Oh, sorry, ridleyreport.podomatic.com. And I should probably sing that. It's a ridleyreport.podomatic.com. <laughs> Thank you, and of course, ridleyreport.com is where you can go. You can watch his videos because Dave Ridley is primarily a video guy who is actually you know professionally trained in the the industry of TV news and used to work for, I think, a Fox uh, TV station and at least one, uh, and if not more before that, other, other stations in big markets. And he's come here, he made the move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project several years ago, has been one of the most prominent uh, known personalities, I think, within the movement simply because, you know, he's on TV. Uh, and he started his own YouTube channel, which Dave was actually telling me this the other night. He, I guess, has run some of the numbers and discovered that his audience is 3% of what the local TV affiliate, the ABC affiliate in New Hampshire is. WMUR. Uh, WMUR. He has 3% of that audience. Now, it do- that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it's pretty significant. I mean, if you look at uh, the radio business, for instance, the, a lot of the people in music radio are freaking out about Pandora and all of these other online systems that allow people to get a much more customized music listening experience as opposed to what some radio program director decides is important to hear. And so the radio people like general managers and uh, station owners are flipping out about this. They don't know what to do. And I saw something somewhere that said that Pandora at this point has approximately a one share. The In any given major market, what that means is approximately 1% of the people that would be listening to radio otherwise are actually listening to Pandora. And that is scary to people. Even a 1% is is very intimidating to the old media people. And so Dave Ridley having 3% of the size of the audience. Three times as scary as Pandora. <laughs> Look out, ABC. We can't hear you, Dave. you got to get on the mic. Just an estimate. It's an estimate. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, still. It's a, it's a really I think positive thing to say about new media and how you know you can you can start to make a living on three percent or whatever. And, and I mean back to the issue of like I I encourage it. I mean to be criticized. I mean that's the first time I ever did a hunger strike, anyways, and so I got to see firsthand. And I'd even say that it isn't successful. It's not worth it. The only times I would ever consider even doing it again is if multiple 
activists, you know, ten or more probably got uh, jailed together because then it's a, you know, it's 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 not just you because it's so easy for them to be like whatever to one individual. But if it's a whole room full of people, I think it might have more success. And then the second reason would be for me personally is if I was ever on a uh, given a long, long sentence, five, 10 years, 15 years. I'd also like to point out that uh, part of what Ishtar's issue is, and she may not even know it, is the power of radio, is the power of repetition. Uh, Dave Ridley on our, um, I guess, our LRN.FM feed. It's also, it actually also airs on the Free Talk Live streams. And so. on the Free Talk Live.com's uh, stream, you will hear it every other hour, which means that she's likely listening a great deal. He does, he updates them, as I understand it, once Weekly. a week. Yep. So, Maybe sometimes more often, but at least weekly. If she's listening, she's heard this probably 10, maybe 12 times. And that means that message that he's uh, he's got has been pounded into her <laughs> skull. And, you know, it's the same way when you've heard that double mint, double fun twin commercial, you know, for the 137th time. It's like, I'm going to strangle me a double mint twin. And that's just all that's happened. That, to some extent, that's what's happened. Well, and I think it's, you know, it's a legitimate critique. Whether sure, he'll sure. Uh, change or not is another question, because uh, I sure do enjoy uh, whatever work he does. He's, uh, he's really good at it. RidleyReport.com. You can go and get more of him there. 800 259 231. More with a demo and your thoughts on whatever you want. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. freetalklive.com, including archives, lots of them, going all the way back to late 2006. Right there on the front page, top of the website, you'll see uh, the last seven days' worth, and then you click into the archives section to go way back all for free at freetalklive.com thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy and affordable for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates from which to choose. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com if they host you, you'll have 99.9% uptime guarantee, a 24-7 technical support, and your first month completely free. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Ademo is with us from LibertyOnTour.com, also CopBlock.org, and he's got his CopBlock t-shirt on. You were commenting earlier that uh, the t-shirt apparently is getting you arrested. Uh, yeah, over and it over seems again. every time, I think out of the last five times I've been arrested over the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 months, I've had this on three or four of them, <laughs> this exact same shirt. It's 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 just jinxed. So, uh, so we're gonna get uh, get to your thoughts and your calls for Adam uh, or Adema, rather. If uh, if you have them, you're certainly welcome to dial in eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I've certainly got some questions, uh, but first, Mama Allie is on the line in Georgia. Mama Allie, you're on with uh, Adema and Ian and Mark. Hi, boys. How are y'all? Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? 
Good. Um, I have some questions for Adam. All right. Um, first, one of them is just absolute brain food for me. I would like to know, first, Miss Ishtar totally led me into this first question anyway, is on the whole, hunger strike totally hurts my heart. Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Second of all, um, what do you guys, in, in the South, they eat grits with every single meal in jail. What do they eat up north in jail? Nothing good. I mean, there's a mix of things. I mean, mostly like uh, some sort of meat, whether that, I mean, they call it like Salisbury steak at times or meatloaf or a burger, but turkey byproduct of such, you know, uh, (laughs) with some sort of product resembling turkey. Yeah. And then it had like, like a, uh, I don't know, like a juice on it with some either like noodles some a, a thing of bread that would sometimes come like really hard, and then uh, some rice, and then we get a salad every day, some sort of dessert, which is fifty fifty on whether or not, that's normally the best part of the meal is the dessert. Like it's probably, by dessert you mean pudding or Jello, right? Pudding, Jello, or like if you're lucky, like some granola with, and like some fruit. Like I got an carrots. ice cream once when they were in there when I was in there. Oh, I would I would have I would have loved some ice cream. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, that great? But. No ice cream. I mean uh, breakfast, uh, some shoddy cereal, and then. Uh, some form of egg, whether it's fried like or cornflakes, right? Like basically just tasteless. Yeah, it was more like a fibery one, like a, like a raisin bran without the raisins, mm. kind of like. If you got real eggs, you were in the deluxe jail section. Well, <laughs> yeah, the jailers kept telling me, "Oh, it's great, we eat it," and I was like, "I mean, it's all right. I mean, I've definitely had. It could be worse, is what I should say. I've but. heard <laughs> that it's better. Actually, the old jail. Uh, we're talking about the jail here in uh, Ch- Cheshire County, New Hampshire, where we do this this program. Every one of them is different as for what they f- serve. Yeah, the old jail actually was nearby a, a state-run retirement home. You want to talk about a scary place to go die? Uh, the, it was by a state-run retirement home, and they would send the other i guess they would make up a bunch of food at the retirement home and send half of it to the jail so essentially you were eating the same food as the, the retirees and you'd think that would be pretty decent but no it was it no. was horrible uh well not quite horrible but it was it was pretty bad and the the newer cuz i've heard that it was still better than a lot of jails like in would, Massachusetts would the inmates cook that food there no oh okay uh well actually no excuse me i think they were some of them were sent to work up there at that at that kitchen um and the inmates would prepare some of the food in the jail as well, like they'd dish it out and things like that. Uh, but uh, it's my understanding they were bragging when they built this brand new $40 million jail. Uh, they were bragging about how they had their own chef, basically, for the jail. Yeah, that's why I was asking if they if they, they cooked at the nursing home or not, because that's what everyone said here. is like, well, it's not the inmates cooking. This is an actual chef. And I'm like... If this is really a chef, I mean, normal <laughs> chefs, like, really take pride in what they do. You know, Mama Ellie, you're a chef. Like, you wouldn't, uh... No, 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 Do not mix chef with dietitian. And you can see what a state-paid-for certificate can do for you when you see mm-hmm. a dietitian versus a chef. Because dietitians run jails, and you see how the food is there. Yeah, you're right about that. You want to feed them. Yeah. Uh, you want to feed them, you know, the, the, the mix that will keep them alive and will keep them, you oh, know... You down, down south, we got grits with... Every breakfast, and we didn't get any vegetables at all. So I was just wondering wow. up north, like what they do for a filler. And my second question, a little bit more heavy: You were actually in jail when the Egyptian Revolution happened. I would like to know how that affected the prisoners. How did you see, or, or were you guys even allowed to see it or check it out or whatever? And how did that affect them? I, I would hope that it helped them feel better about change. But I would like to know how prisoners on the inside were affected by revolution good that question yeah great question on this world. 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, there was little to no response. I mean, uh, we we seen it in the paper. We do have two large screen TVs in there, mm-hmm. and um, I was the one to bring it up most of the time. It's so like said, the this club is... med of jails, by the way. I mean, you yeah. get flat screen TVs. Yeah, I mean, they really try to make these victimless offenders feel right at home so that they don't get upset about being in a cage. Yeah. But anyways, um, they didn't care. And even a few times when I bring it up to the guard saying, hey... You know, your government could end up in one of these. They'd brush it off. No way. We're, you know, it can't happen here. Right. We're the United States. And um, so really, I mean, they especially when I highlighted the Internet part, I'm like, look how the government just shut off the Internet and phones at a snap of their fingers. That can be done here and uh, with, with many problems relating from it. And uh, people said, no, that wouldn't happen here. That wouldn't happen. People would go crazy. Da, 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 da. Wow, jail they still denied while they're sitting in the cage sure i mean i I talked with people who are in jail for drug offenses uh facing months for personal use of 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 drugs and uh still wanted them to be illegal i mean they're a direct yeah just the the self-abuse the you know that these people have been so brainwashed into believing that what they've done is wrong oh i got caught i'm a bad boy Right. One guy said, you don't know what you're talking about. You want all drugs legal. That's just crazy. And I said, I don't want all drugs legal. I want people <laughs> the to have the choice, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Anything else, uh, Allie, that you want to ask? Nothing, baby. I, I'm just really, really happy to hear Adam's free voice out there again today. And I just, one of them was brain food for me, and the other one was just... I would have hoped for a much better response, especially inside the cage. Well, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Hopefully, uh, Adamo, you will remain free because coming up here in, oh, I don't know, about nine days, you're going back to Massachusetts to face a trial on so-called wiretapping charges. Yeah, exactly. You know, real quick, I just want to thank Mama Allie, who sent me some letters and, and some support, and many other people, too, but mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. But yeah, in uh, February 18th, I'll be in front of another person with a robe who thinks they can use force to get me to comply with their actions, even though the things I they claim I did that were wrong didn't harm anybody. You were and- in a public place recording government bureaucrats doing so-called public service jobs, and you were arrested and charged with a felony. Exactly, that. and now they want a year or more of my life plus a After large sum of money. After they told you they, you could. Yep, told me I could, <laughs> told me I couldn't, then told me I could, and then called in the city police to arrest me for trespassing, which they morphed into uh, felony wiretapping laws because we passively resist and yeah. lectured them while they were arresting us. So we'll certainly keep you up to date on how that goes. I plan on going down as I was last time uh, to support you and you know possibly record the proceedings if uh, if necessary. So Appreciate that. I'll be doing that. 800-259-9231. And of course, you can always uh, keep up to date with a demo over at copblock.org as well as uh, libertyontour.com because the Liberty on Tour is not over. You guys are planning another uh, another well, leg, right? Pete and I have a lot to talk about. Just got out of jail, so we're going to we're going to relax here, get caught up with like I said, a lot of I got a lot of support and love while I was there, so I definitely want to, you know, send back my appreciation to everybody. 50 pieces of mail over 50, were, yeah. more than 50 uh letters from people while you were in jail yeah. and you were in there for just over two weeks so that's yeah, 16 pretty days decent. yeah i mean uh and mike barsky i gotta give him a, a big thanks for his mail to jail service which makes it easy mail to jail.com mail to jail.com makes it real easy for people he you send that you, you send them the text they print it up they pay postage you can give them a donation he does all the work and he does all the yeah, work to, man, you can, it's great you can send a letter you can send a postcard what i like to do is i'll drop in like there's one guy named Puzo that's still in jail, and I'll drop in a bunch of articles and stuff from the internet and just drop it into mail, mail to jail and hit send, and Mike Barsky takes care of it all. I, I like to give him donations, too, because it posted date cheap. More coming up, 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. 
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything at all if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com and yeah, get interactive there and uh, spread the word about Free Talk Live. That's promote.freetalklive.com. Ademo is joining us tonight from copblock.org and libertyontour.com. And uh, he's just fresh out of jail after spending 16 days there for speaking his mind in uh, during a court uh, a court hearing for his friend and uh, business partner Pete. Uh, Pete Ayer, who we've also had on this show in the past, was arrested about two weeks ago for having a hat on in court and it was during his arraignment that you were pretty upset over the absurdity of the idea that a man should be locked in a cage uh, for having a hat or rather specifically for not oh, being a, an obedient serf and, and turning over whatever information about his identity that his captors uh, wanted from him. Yeah, that's what upset me more is the fact that it wasn't they don't want to question why you're in a cage or why we're using all this time and energy of, of the government, which is essentially everybody else's wealth and stuff that's been stolen from them. But uh, it was the fact that he wanted to focus on what is your name, not did people do wrong. And the people who I felt did wrong, which I think most people who watched the video uh, at coplock.org slash free Pete, uh, I mean, you said arrest, but I would say assaulted. I mean, he was asked yeah, once and then grabbed by the back of the neck, thrown to the ground and had a knee placed in his back slash head. Right on handcuffed. top of his head, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was pretty outrageous. You were upset about that. You let fly with uh, your thoughts in the midst of a uh, court hearing, and uh, the man in the robe was uh, pretty upset about that. He had you uh, carted away, basically, and then uh, because you still would not uh, grovel in front of him. Uh, well, actually, no, you did apologize to yeah, him. I did. I did. I said it. I mean, because I knew the language I used wasn't appropriate. Normally, you know, I'm I'm way better than that when interacting with bureaucrats. I mean, I've have several videos online where I've never sworn at an officer, even ones who were, you know, in their own words, trying to intimidate me. And uh, it was just that day. I don't know if it was the long hours, whatever. I don't think there's an excuse, but it was just something that happened. It just got to me. I was so upset that it was about the issue that, yeah, might not have picked the best words. And I now realize that that's the only time the judge has such power. And so it might not have been the best time due to the laws that are in place now. Right. And, you know, I'm no, I'm not one to let somebody get away with, uh, you know, acting poorly, uh, you know, against the government bureaucrats and not saying anything about it. And, you know, with the situation with Adam here, yes, he used inappropriate language. He apologized when they gave him the opportunity to apologize. And, the, if this happened, and then they sent him to jail for sixty days. For sixty days, yeah. sixty days. They, if this had happened any place else, any place else in America, 
that you we would have been escorted out, you asked to leave or escorted out or something like that. And in this circumstance, they threw him in jail for 60 days. Uh, the judge did lecture him on his, you know, the, the constitutional rights of everybody in the courtroom. Well, or I don't know like if you that. can say for certain that anywhere else this would not have occurred. It may have occurred. It may have been more draconian in some other places. Well, I said I, in I the United what, States, where? Yeah, I think what Mark means is, and this is what I was saying to a lot of jailers I was inside, is that Burke has the only job in the world that, he, that if you tell the man that you don't feel like what you're doing due to his job, he can put me in a cage. If I hired a construction person on my home, you know, he's working for me. The, the, the judge is supposed to work for the people. And I went outside and told him off because he did something I didn't like. He wouldn't order me to jail for 60 days, the roofer. Well, the funny thing I thought about uh, this whole interaction was when you apologized, you apologized for hurting Burke's feelings, the man in the robe. And well, I, I said I apologize that you felt my words offended you. But, you know, I felt right. offended that he kept my friend in the cage. So I wasn't, yeah, I was apologizing that he felt offended. I wasn't necessarily apologizing. Okay, but it's, it came off as though you were apologizing for, you know, for him being offended. Okay, yeah. and, and then he responded to that by kind of revealing his belief system in, in this crazy legal land religion the that court. he believes. Like, he, he basically said, I mean, to paraphrase, he basically said, oh, no, that wasn't the problem. It wasn't me. It was the court. You, you know, essentially hurt the feelings of the court, basically. And this is something that these these people believe. They believe that when the man named Edward Burke dons this robe, that he no longer is Edward Burke. Dun but to dun! He he's is super court! Right. He is this nebulous uh, legal fiction concept known as <laughs> the court. And when he, and you've seen this in the orders that, that are written, and this happens everywhere. This isn't a New Hampshire thing. It's everywhere. The They write in the third person. So the court has ordered this. The court has decided this. The court has the uh, the court was offended. The court was this. So they never s- talk about themselves using the word I in these right. orders. It's always these fake entities that ordered these things. The court, the the the, the uh, judge, you know, like. Ooh. So on one hand, he says, "Oh well, it wasn't me that was offended. It was the court and the decor, or whatever that uh, that was offended." But then during uh, during an arraignment. I think it was either you or or Pete during one of your arraignments. No, it was Pete's. He said, "This is uh, Judge uh, Ed Burke, or this is Judge Burke with Keen, with the Keene District Court, kind of introducing himself as he was going to the arraignment." I'm thinking, "Well, wait a minute. How can you be Ed Burke at this point? I thought you, you were, the, were court. the court. Are you the court, or are you not the court? I mean, wh- which way is it? It's right. it's whichever way suits him. Well, and yeah, exactly, no- and that's what it is. And not to jump ahead, if we were going to get into it, but I mean, I had a motion hearing today, which is ultimately why I'm out. And today at the hearing, the issue was no longer the court, but it was the the, the appropriate things I said to him and that mm-hmm. he wanted an apology. And, yeah. you know, so it flip-flopped back and forth. He wanted an apology in front of a full room of people, by the way. And it, it's very interesting how they'll decide sometimes to make the activists wait till the very end of the day after you, you stand there and wait through an hour and a half or two hours of other people going to arraignments. And sometimes they'll put the activists right up front. And that's what they did with you today uh, because you were still in jail as of this morning. Yep. They wheel in this telescreen, you know, this kind of futuristic uh, flat screen thing on a uh, you know little tripod pod they bring it in and they hook it up and and they're making this big to do in front of a full packed full standing room only courtroom full of people that are there for various different things many of whom are there for things like alcohol possession and uh, holding on to a plant or whatever other nonsense uh, totally victimless crimes 
And they wanted to make a show of this. They wanted to show people what happens when you cross the man in the robe and that if you want mercy, you must beg for it. But they, and they did showed it in, that very they, explicitly. That, that much is, uh, is true. Certainly it was done in, a, in a, a room full of people. And I, you know, if, if he cussed out uh, people in a room full of people, I don't see any reason an apology. The second one, I guess, um, should not be in a room full of people. But I would also like to point out that they did it in sort of a cowardly way. And I'm not saying the judge did it. I don't know who set it up. But they put him on this TV screen so that if he's if, you know, uh, the next thing out of Adam's mouth, out of Ademo's mouth is mother. Fuck, you know, they can shut him down and he doesn't get to say anything else. Whereas in the courtroom, if they had had him there in cuffs and, you know, the, the orange jumpsuit, yeah. they'd have to throw him to the ground or whatever it is that they do. And, and it would have been a bigger circus. So they were much more in control then. In that, right. In that so they, they they did it in a, such a manner that they were, you know, they, they were far more uh, in charge. Let's go to your thoughts. Uh, Mike is with us in Wisconsin on the amp lines. Hello, Mike. You're on with the demo. Hey, I just want to say hi to Ademo. Uh, we met back in uh, last fall. I met Pete and Adam when they were at Ademo when they were hanging out in Wisconsin for a little bit. Yeah, I remember, man. It's nice to hear from you. Cool. What's uh, what are your thoughts for yeah, Adam? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I just wanted to say I appreciate what uh, you and Pete are doing up there. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of guts to you know to stand up to authority when they when they come after you like that. Um, and I also wanted to say, you know, I understand, and I'm sure a lot of people do, you know, your reaction in the courtroom. And, you know, we may not, you know, look back on it and say that was the best reaction, but can certainly understand where you're coming from and how, you know, it was really frustrating. And so, uh, you know, just wanted to express that to you. And also, um, I know that you're a big Packer fan. Did you, were you aware <laughs> that uh, they won the Super Bowl before y- today? Y- yes, I was. They, uh, we do have, the, like I said before, we had the big screen TVs in there, so I did get to watch uh, some of the game. Not much into the football, but we got to, we got to see the uh, Super Bowl, so I was aware of that, and I, I appreciate the thoughts. And, you know, uh, Wisconsin's weather and New Hampshire's are similar, so, you know, if you ever get bored of uh, being around there, because I know exactly what it's like, uh, lack of activism, there's always uh, plenty going on out here in New Hampshire. Yeah, it's always in the back of my mind. I, I'm not sure yet, but yeah, it's a possibility for sure. Well, well thanks por- for the call tonight, Pork Mike. Fest is only a few co- months away, so... Yeah, we'll talk know. more about the pork, uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival here in a little bit. Uh, 800-259-9231. But to add a little bit to what Mike said, uh, while I certainly appreciate what you and Pete have done for the ideas of liberty traveling around the country, you know, standing up for your rights, being willing to put your freedom on the line and, you know, get yourself arrested in some cases... To stand up for what you believe in, I, that you know that speaks to me. Those are the things that got me to come here to New Hampshire, and I really appreciate you guys doing what you've done here as well. Because you've been arrested in a number of places. This was your first time really doing, you know, risky kind of arrest-worthy stuff here in New Hampshire. And I'm hoping that people are out there are seeing this and saying, you know, New Hampshire really is uh, a hot spot. It is the hot spot for liberty activism, and that they should get here. But it's not just because of you and Pete. It's because of the other activists. It's the guys on the outside that helped get you out. And we'll talk more about that coming up in Hour 3. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.
This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We do have a special guest joining us here uh, tonight, Ademo is with us from copblock.org. Appreciate you guys having me. It's always fun to be here. Are you the the founder of copblock.org? I did start copblock.org, but yet it's a decentralized organization, which uh, everyone can use. You can email us at copblock.org or check out copblock.org slash contributors, which you can then contact one of the 11 other bloggers that are there now. Excellent. We have a great team. It's a great system that we have going on there, totally decentralized. We kind of work with one another, feed off each other, and... You know, like to publish stories that others send us. So if you got a police encounter of some sort, positive, negative, or whatever the view is, send it over to coplock.org at gmail.com. Yeah, and a lot of great original content as well coming out of coplock.org. Absolutely. I mean, I, I like to do video and things like that. And uh, we got a few great writers over there, Brett, Jen, Paula, and, uh, you know, P- Pete Air especially, and uh, just a, a great crew. So it's really great to see the mix, uh, the guys doing the podcast that airs here on lrnfn.com and, uh, the uh, Free Talk Live uh, commercial. So I really appreciate those guys helping out and uh, everybody. You know, it really makes a well-rounded website. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Their new segments are great. And it's LRN.FM. There's no oh, involved yeah, there, right. but that's all right. Um, so, so let's recap here briefly for our listeners that may be just tuning in around the country. Uh, you just got out of jail this afternoon. Yes, I was released around two. After being there for 16 days of a 60-day sentence uh, on a contempt of court charge for speaking your mind in the midst of a court hearing toward the court, uh, or toward the man in the robe specifically, they didn't like that very much. They tossed you in a jail cell even though you made an apology that very same moment, pretty much in that same moment. Uh, They wanted to teach you a lesson. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's why I I couldn't help that it was personal, not only to... um, uh, myself, like that, that my words that were commented at uh, Edward Burke, that he then retaliated with his powers, abuse of his powers, and sentenced me to 60 days, but also the fact that I am a free stater, as they called here, even though I, I believe we're all individuals, and the free stater is a label coming from the Free State Project, and it's just why most of us have moved here. Meaning you pledged to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to get active for the ideas of liberty, right. and there are so, different ways to go about doing that, and, and one of the ways you've chosen is by standing up for what you believe to be right. And putting your your own personal self at some level of risk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by doing you know, that. I'm fine with uh, standing up to the authority. You know, I, I don't believe people have the right to control others by means of force. But not everybody is in that position. Not everybody has the luxury of having the uh, the time. You know, you're you're somebody who uh, you're, you don't work for anybody. You're self employed. You're an entrepreneur. Uh, so you have you don't have a you know somebody that's cracking the whip as far as you need to be here Monday morning at eight a.m. to to clock in. Exactly. So yeah. you've got a more flexible schedule uh, than a lot of people do. So you can take a little bit more uh, extra risk as a result of that. Also, Dave Ridley joining us in here. Uh, Mark has uh, voluntarily uh, given up his seat for the remainder of the evening. And uh, so Dave Ridley is also here from RidleyReport.com. Welcome, Dave. Hey, guys. Thanks. Make sure you talk right into the center of that uh, that microphone there. Uh, so anyway, my, my point being that not everybody can be in, this, in the same role as you. There are a lot of support roles that are that are out there as well. And roles that are completely different. Obviously, there's lots of, lots of people doing political stuff here, and that's entirely separate. Although there may be some political solutions to some of the out-of-control judges that we're seeing up here uh, in New Hampshire, and maybe we'll see some of those come to fruition. But I wanted to really point out, and I touched on this in the very end of the last hour, that 
yes, you and Pete, uh, Pete Ayer, your business partner from LibertyOnTour.com, are doing awesome work, and you're bringing the ideas of liberty out there uh, to a lot of people, and that's really cool. And you're bringing the idea of moving to New Hampshire to a lot of people, and that's really cool. And you're standing up for your rights, which is awesome. But there's some people out there in support roles that don't get the same kind of publicity. They don't get the same kind of uh, – they don't get the same appreciation, I guess, for what they did. And without them, you would still be sitting in that cage right now. I think that's the, one of the most relevant points to make here tonight. You got out after 16 days because people on the outside did what it took to make that happen. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I got the easy role. I mean, uh, or at least what I feel. I got lots of letters in jails, like like we mentioned uh, earlier. But and, a and lot that of makes them, a huge difference. Oh, it's great to have support. I mean, and you know, sometimes you feel bad when you go up to get mail at three o'clock, and the the jailer says, "Oh, you have double the mail of everybody in here," and you know, I had forty five uh, other inmates with me. And um, combined, mind you, double. Meaning your mail was more than all of the other 45. All the 44 inmates combined doubled. Yes. And um, so, I mean, that, that makes you feel good. But, uh, you know, so I had the easy job. And a lot of those letters would say, I'm inspired or you're so brave or you have such courage. And really, it's not. I mean, I, I work for myself, like you mentioned. Uh, I, Pete and I like to brag about how thrifty we are. So, uh, you know, there's not there's not a lot of expensive in our lives. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a, a house payment and three kids to take care of while I was uh, in jail for those 16 days. So it's much easier. So, yes, people mm-hmm. playing whatever role they choose this is i don't mind this role i don't mind being more in your face and up front with the video camera the the the, the job that often leads you to cage because man the, the people out there are awesome the guys who rally to write letters make a phone call send a few bucks into my commissary anything they could do you know all combined together you know that that was the the inspiring part for me you know it's not what i did but it's what everyone else does there was one point at which uh, a bunch of the local activists here, because there are people that are helping here in the Keene area, there are people across New Hampshire, and people around the world, people around the country that are also helping out, as you mentioned, sending letters. You don't have to be in New Hampshire to send a letter to somebody, making phone calls to the bureaucracies to encourage them to do the right thing. You don't have to be in New Hampshire to do that. You can send money from elsewhere as well. You can go to con- Changing contribute. your profile picture, you know, just to right. a, a free demo with the link on there, sharing the stories. I mean... Uh, the video of Pete getting arrested has tens of thousands of views. I, th- I think really? it was in 15, 15 to 20,000, somewhere in there, uh, youtube.com slash thecoplock and, um, is where you can see that. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the importance. The highlight uh, that a person could be arrested for wearing a hat, not only was he arrested, but assaulted and dragged from a room yeah. for wearing a hat, a peaceful action, you know, and, and, you know, highlighting the violence that the government's willing to use. So folks got together uh, to kind of have this brainstorming session because, Everybody hates to deal with this courtroom stuff. I mean, it's it's just awful. It's the it's the really icky side, uh, negative side, uh, the the alternate uh, bad, evil side of doing things like civil disobedience. Is you know that's it's it's fun, right. to especially get out there for and, a person like myself who doesn't want to use the system or chooses to use the system as least as possible. Begging a master is like the like oh, uh, it's just right. the worst thing for me. But in order to even get you the opportunity to beg or to you know to subvert yourself essentially in front of the man in the robe, which is what I had to do three years ago, or four years almost now, for three years ago when I was in a similar situation looking at contempt from the same judge. Uh, In order to do that, somebody had to, on the outside, go in and put in what they call a power of attorney. Uh, They had to essentially say, I'm going to represent this person. It wasn't a lawyer. It was just another one of the activists who decided to pick up this responsibility. It was actually JJ, our our Thursday night co-host. Absolutely. And uh, and he went in there and he filed this paperwork, and it was this morning that they accepted his, uh, his paperwork. 
Yeah, he had several visits before that to come out to me to hash it out, sign right. some things, uh, my statement and stuff like that. So he was able to file some sort of a motion to reconsider, motion to reconsider. the sentence. And as a result of that, got you in in front of the judge to give you the opportunity to say essentially you were sorry for you know being a bad boy in court. And that's what got you out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I tried to, I mean, all I probably really had to do was walk in there and say, I am sorry for what I did. I won't do that again. And that would have gotten me out. But, um, you know, I, I don't really want to, you know, like get on your knees and beg. So I try to word it, you know, I realize there might've been a better and more appropriate time, uh, to vent my frustrations. And then I tried to highlight, you know, the intention of what jails are built for, you know, if we're building jails to house people that, that mouth off to others, I mean, we're going to have to build a lot of jails if that's what judge Burke is saying. So, uh, he stated it was a political statement and it kind of ended weird or something I hadn't seen normally in court. And the, uh, corrections officers that were watching me, I mean, Burke said, lecture me about the constitution a little bit of the constitutional rights of a defendant. And then said, I'll take it into consideration and, and left. I mean, he didn't even wait for the all rise and he just. It was well, out. Yeah, he was gone. And the, the uh, corrections officers looked at me like, is it over? I was like, well, I don't know. Screen went black and I guess it was over. And it was over. Four hours later, a guard comes to my door and says, if you can find a ride home, you can leave. And I thought they were messing with me because they lied to you a lot while you're in there. Yep. So, uh, but it was truthful. Something you said, Adam, before that I would kind of contest is that um, you were indicating that you think being inside is the easy part. Which I think in your case may not have been true because, and I want to draw more attention to this, you say you're subjected to cold, and that's a form of torture. Well, yeah, I mean, there are torture. I'm, I'm saying that it's, it's a lot of work to free somebody from a cage, so actually sitting in the cage might be the easiest part. It took hundreds of people's efforts and awareness to get me out. I'm one person sitting in a cage, and yes, there are some hectic tactics that we can get into. But... It is important that you brought that up, though. Maybe we can focus a little more on that. But also, I want to take your calls, your thoughts. If you've got a question for Ademo, he's with us. From topblock.org. More coming up. You can take control. 800-259-9231. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. Memorydealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features are completely free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Damo. And Dave Ridley's here, too, joining us from RidleyReport.com. Uh, and Mark, sitting quietly in the background, has uh, graciously given up his seat to Dave. So, uh, Dave, good to have you here. Of course, a demo fresh out of jail. We're talking about some of your experiences. Obviously, there's uh, there's a lot to cover. And, of course, if you've got a question for a demo, he is here for the remainder of the hour. You're welcome to get it in at 1-800-259-9231. But you mentioned earlier in the show, and I'm not sure when it was, but earlier on, that uh, you're getting kind of settled up uh, here in New Hampshire a little more than ever in the past. Exactly, and, and that's because of the Free State Project. And the Free State Project is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people that are all focusing 
on one location. They're moving. They're taking their activism from wherever they were, or maybe they weren't even activists wherever they are or, or were, and they're moving to New Hampshire, and they're getting active, or they're getting more active than they've ever been because they're around others, hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people, and that's a very inspirational thing. It results in brainstorming. It results in ideas that previously in the liberty movement had been impossible, things like mass civil disobedience, actually winning political ele- elections, and a variety of other things that... The support group. I mean, the support group. You know, having people show up at a trial to support you. You know, I've had court cases in Wisconsin. You're the only one there. You sound like you're the you're you're the nut of the courtroom. But here you have people supporting you. You know, it's it's not it's not a joke, and uh, people take you quite seriously. So yeah, these people are amazing, and not only will they come out to support uh, support their their friends, their fellow liberty lovers, but they'll also come out on short notice. I mean, you can. You can have somebody get arrested one day, have an arraignment the next morning, and have half a dozen to a dozen people show up right out, you know, right off the bat, no problem, short, short notice with a few hours, and they're there on a work day. I mean, it's an incredibly dedicated group of folks. And it's only in the very beginning stages. I think it's so important to emphasize this. The Free State Project hasn't even met its goal of reaching 20,000 participants. The original concept was that 20,000 people would sign up, and then there'd be a five-year window in which the 20,000 would move to New Hampshire. Well, reality set in, and a lot of people decided they were going to move sooner rather than later, like like me and and you, Dave, and now you, uh, Damon, as well. And myself. I, I said uh, 2012, here early. Yeah, that uh, you know we wanted to get here and get to work and get our boots on the ground and, and get out and get active as soon as possible. And for me, I'm so glad I did. I'm glad I'm not still in Florida. Man, there was nothing happening down there. I mean, very little, and whatever was happening was pretty much what I started uh-huh. uh, up here. There are hundreds of people that have already made the move, and as I say, it's in the very beginning. There are more coming and more move here every single year. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it and also learn about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, which is coming up this summertime. It's somewhere I think you've been to two of them now? Two of them now, yeah. This will be my so, third. So this will be your third. I've been to, I don't know, four or five. Uh, Dave, you've probably been to more than me. I think about four, yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a blast. It's happening June 20th through the 26th, and it's going to be the people I just told you about all coming together and people from around the country yeah, who aren't living more. here. Uh, hundreds of them, over 800 in the last year alone, probably going to be more like 1,000 this year, are going to be at the same campground, Rogers Campground, in the scenic White Mountains of New Hampshire. And it will include all kinds of different things to do, uh, inc- obviously socializing, getting to know some of the, your future uh, future neighbors, but also everything from live performances to family fun uh, to agorism in action. Go to porkfest.com, that's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com, to learn more and to get registered and use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. that's all run together as one word, Free Talk Live, to save 20%. So we're going to go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything you want. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ademo and Dave Ridley and Ian. Hello. Hey, Nick. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, before I get to my topic, I want to respectfully disagree with Ishtar by saying that I found this week's Ridley report to be very good because it was good criticism. And more importantly, it shows how much better we are than politicians because in politics you can't criticize someone from your own side openly without getting the verbal crap beaten out of mm. you behind the scenes for it. That's a good point. Earlier, we had somebody crit- uh, critiquing a recent Ridley report, and this is, of course, what I constantly encounter, uh, Dave, is that whatever you do, somebody's going to not like it, and somebody's going to love it, and you really just have to do what, what pleases you the most, what you think yeah. is the best product. Back during the Ron Paul campaign, I had a guy criticize me. He said, you should not buy that Wookiee costume. Do not carry a Ron Paul Rebel Alliance sign. And while he was criticizing me, he was wearing an American flag tie. <laughs> <laughs> So what else, Nick? What else is on your mind tonight? 
Yes, what I'm calling to talk about tonight is how Ademo's activism has impacted my own efforts to spread the message of liberty. I'd like to thank you, Ademo, for helping me make the essential case for liberty to people because I was able to use your situation as a lead-in to what has proved to be a very persuasive case in favor of voluntarism. Are you familiar with the persuasive compositional technique called ANSFA? I am not, no. No, it stands for Attention, Need, Satisfaction, Visualization, Action. And your, uh, your, your jail sentence is the lead-in that I use to get people's attention. Uh, the pitch starts with, hey, there's this guy in New Hampshire who had a verbal outburst in court. What do you think should happen to him? Almost universally, the response that I get is that the most that should happen to him is that he should be escorted outside. Same as when anybody has an outburst anyway, right? Mm-hmm. When I reveal that he was sentenced to 60 days in jail, they think it's outrageous. So that gets their attention. So then I say, well, if you or I were to put someone in a cage for cussing us out on our property, that would be called kidnapping, right? Well, if it's wrong for us, it should be wrong for the government. And if I want to take it a step further, then I relate it to taxes. I say, if you or I throw someone in a cage for not paying a debt they supposedly owe, that's called kidnapping. That means that taxes are collected under the threat of kidnapping. If you or I were to do that, that would be called theft or extortion. And then the final part of the pitch is now, and this is where you get to the action segment, is now if we want to reform the government so they can no longer get away with this, then obviously we have to stop condoning these actions. And if we were to do that, we'd be treating it just like any other business. Now, wouldn't we? And that's when the kind of, uh, well, I've, I've used that only once so far, but <laughs> and I got somebody who was initially resistant to the ideas of anarcho-capitalism to admit that, yeah, yeah, if, if we don't, if we believe that everybody has equal rights, then the government is just another business. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the books that was sent to me was uh, from a fellow named Larkin Rose, and it's the, the most dangerous superstition, and it's talking about the government and its thing of authority, and that, you know, its basic premise is that if... Um, you were to believe in authority and you believe all people are equal, then who has this authority? How can this authority or this government entity that is, that is actually made up of people and people should have the equal or same rights as one another, then who, who has this right to make rules of the others? And, uh, you know, it, it really smashes the idea and highlights how brainwashed people have, have become. I do encounter some people who believe it. Exactly. And that's what it is. So, I mean, I appreciate your words. I did a similar thing to all the jailers in there, so maybe this is a good comparison for us some other time. Um, but every jailer was the exact opposite reaction that, that you've had from the outside. You know, I, I would say these things, only they know why I'm there, so I didn't have the element of surprise where you did to say, hey, do you, this man in New Hampshire was arrested, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, I had to start out right away with, you know, Burke is the only, he has the only job in the world that can do this to a person. You know, if it was somebody else... Uh, that, you know, Burke pur- purports to work for the people. If there's anyone else I hired to work for me, and I told the, I said the exact same thing to them, the worst, you know, that they could do to me is maybe leave the job that I had hired them for and we'd have a dispute on payment. You know, I mean, I would never be thrown in a cage for 60 days ever in any other scenario. Yeah. Nick, thanks Nick for call. sharing your approach. Uh, it's, it's very interesting, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 800- 259-9231. Plenty of time for your thoughts or questions. Maybe you've got uh, something you would like to share or find out uh, regarding Ademo and his caging for 16 days because he spoke out in court. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's not the free state yet. There's a lot of work that, uh, that needs to be done. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. A demo. Dave Ridley's oh, also yes, here. Me, he's not used to this though. He's a he's a video guy. Uh, so actually, you've been you broke you've broken out of the video realm, Dave, and you've started doing your own podcast. And uh, people can go to what is it? RidleyReport.Podomatic.com. Uh, RidleyReport.Podomatic.com. And you can get the podcast there. You can also go to RidleyReport.com to get more of Dave Ridley and his videos, which you've got hundreds now. I mean, almost two thousand. Wow. Yeah. When did you start doing the Ridley Report? Oh, seven. That's a lot of production. Seven. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So anyway, Dave Ridley is great because he is like the guy on the scene in a lot of activism cases here in New Hampshire. Or even if you're not there, uh, Dave, you'll you'll grab video from people that were there and you'll put the you'll put that out as part of your analysis of uh, of what happened. It and, also makes really effective file video for later when mm-hmm. we, you know, maybe there's a free talk live episode that I want to talk about or illustrate or something right. like that. And uh you're talking about something that happened two years ago. It gives me an excuse to bring that back up. Because a part of the weapon that we have against the government is to use history against them. We're creating our own history to a certain extent. Yeah. And well, actually, uh, Demo, you were talking about this uh, recently and all of the things that these government aggressors have done just in the few years that, that liberty activists have been here uh, because of the Free State Project. There's this long line of tyrannical actions that have been taken, right. uh, and they're, they're, you know, I think there deserves to be some sort of a retrospective. And it's just not like the old form of text, you know, the uh, courtroom, you know, uh, typer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is video. It's it's not even like our side or their side. That, you know, that's, that's common a time with history is he who controls the power controls the history. This is transparent. This is what happened. You can't, you know, that's what I love about video well, is that it doesn't lie. Let's give uh, New Hampshire credit where credit is due. I mean, because it's easy for us to sit here and and say, oh, it's tyranny, and you know, it certainly is terrible what they did to you, Ademo. However, it is nice that we can get into these courtrooms with video cameras and and have very little issue about doing that. Whereas in other states, we'll talk to people who will call us up with some sort of an amazing story of, of what happened to them in court, and I'll ask them, what, did you get video? Right. Oh, man, they won't let video cameras in there. Now, maybe that's not true. Maybe they're just so afraid they don't even want to try. Or who knows what the reasoning is for that. But, you know, in the supposedly uh, free country with public trials and the freedom of the press, it seems like a no-brainer that cameras should be allowed into courtrooms, even if you're not, you know, WXYZ, the television station, to come in and record something. And we've, we don't have that problem at all here in, uh, in New Hampshire. No, which is not nice. We have some of it, you know, but it's it's it seems to have been defeated for now. Yeah, it's more. I think in here, it's more on a bad day basis. Meaning, if if said bailiff or a person of authority is having a bad day, then they they really cracked on at it. But in my experience, in my travels a couple times around the country, uh, New Hampshire is the best place to film police officers. I mean, I've been arrested in Colorado, Mississippi, right. you know, Nevada, and and harassed and others. For the mere act of filming a, a public official in public space, and here you can be right up next to them. I mean, it is way better than you think else. about that, and that is a huge factor as to uh, you know the, the the relative freedom here in New Hampshire as compared to other places. Growing freedom is the ability to have. The, the the ability to be able to go ahead and record these cops and record these uh, these trials to put 
what horrible things they are doing because it's not perfect here. It's not the free state. There's a lot of work to be done. But to put the things they're doing out there for the public to consume, to say, look, this is what's happening. I mean, to some extent, people could look at that and say, well, this is awful. You guys are – I'm not moving to New Hampshire. But the reason why you should move here is because we've got a good starting point. This is the best place from which to start in order to achieve liberty in our lifetimes. And that's why I voted for New Hampshire when we had the vote uh, because it's by and and far the the freest place in America – no income tax, no sales tax. I mean, those are two big ones. But also, the availability to record the police is a huge check against their power. Well, the thing about getting, you know, if you get video of tyranny and it, it say it scares some people off, maybe those are the people we want to scare off. You know, maybe it's good to have that filtering effect. I think, and maybe I think you're we right. want to, you know, emulate the civil rights movement where they used the abuses against them to draw the right people in. Well, I like it today, like the example where you, uh, you and Pete were telling about, Ian, today in court with the bailiff that started uh, Pete Ayers, is who I'm talking about, at coplock.org slash free Pete, is where you can see the video of him being arrested for wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. But t- today he had an arraignment, and so he was trying to get that individual's names merely for his case, and you know, it's, it's, it's knowledge, you I mean someone assaults you, you'd like to know who it is, and he wouldn't give it. And we have cameras there, and you know, he's starting to realize that, oh, may, you know, maybe I'm going to be held accountable for these actions. Why do they want my name? You know, it's, this isn't questions that yep. other people ask. And who, who refused to give their name? The court bailiff that, oh. is, that uh, initially assaulted Pete oh, that's when right, yeah. he had an issue with the hat. But now think about this. If, uh, if you hadn't been there with your camera to record Pete uh, getting arrested and Steve, another one of the activists, hadn't been there with his camera who got much better close-up footage of the, uh, one of the cops just putting his knee on top of Pete's head. Yes. Very persuasive footage. Had neither of you been able to bring uh, cameras into that, uh, that courtroom, there would be nothing. There would be maybe you'd, have the, you'd be able to get the state's right. footage, but usually in those cases the state's footage mysteriously disappears and so then you've got the word of the activists versus the word of the cops and from in most people's minds it's the cops word and it's right right it's open and shut and now you've got very persuasive video from two different angles that clearly shows that pete air was not in any way doing any harm and he was not being aggressive towards the cops but yet the uh, one cop grabs him and literally just pulls him out of his chair and and lets him fall to the ground yeah, I mean that that's that's the highlight for me. I mean, out of all this stuff that went on and you know, the, the everything that everyone did was great, but I mean at the end of the day, everyone was really focused on how do we get me out? How do you get me out? Cuz I mean, 3 4 days ago, it wasn't looking too good. I mean, it was it was looking like I was going to sit in jail mm-hmm. for the full 60 days. Mind you, court or uh, Burke wrote mandatory on my sentence, meaning most inmates in the Cheshire County jail got out on good time, meaning they served two-thirds of their sentence. Somebody who threatened somebody else or physically harmed somebody else yeah can get out on two-thirds of their time. But you're stuck. But I was stuck for full 60 days. I mean, to show you how personal it was, even though he says it wasn't, it was that personal to him or a retaliation for being a free stater. But um, with video, you know, it doesn't lie. You get these things out, and, you know, it, it's a great thing to have the, the good folks around here. So so not only from the video perspective, but some of the other perks of some of the things I've noticed since I've been here. It's obviously easy to put out a list of things that make New Hampshire great, but there are some things that I think are really important. So the ability to be able to do video and all that is uh, is excellent. And it's a good place, at least here in Cheshire County. I don't know about the other jails, but... Like I said earlier, this is the club med of jails. I mean, jails can be, you know, can range from pretty awful to eh. And this is one of the eh jails. Like it's, you know, it could be a lot 
worse. Well, I mean, if you're if you're willing to get along, I mean, it, I mean, it obviously got much better after I lifted my hunger strike. After I answered their ridiculous and repetitive questions, you know, yeah. like, are you a smoker? Uh, I, I made all new boxes for all these questions that were irrelevant, <laughs> and I checked them irrelevant. And they're like, why would you check this irrelevant? I said, this is, is this a smoking facility? Are you going to bring me a pack of cigarettes or <laughs> some narcotics in here that are you deem illegal? Like, then what does it matter? Well, we don't want you to go through withdrawals. We'll give you something. I don't want anything from you. I shouldn't be here. If you'd kindly open the door or ask me why yeah. I'm here, I would go. You know, and they're like, well, we want to make it as best as possible for you. Well, that would be the best possible situation for me. Let me go. But I mean, so, but to, to them, I'm being difficult. So it could I be go worse. Back and say, you, you know, you could be in with uh, guards that are absolute sadists. In this case, there may be some, but uh, usually I'm the just worst trying to you... say that no matter what the yeah. circumstances are, when you shouldn't be in a jail, it's still a jail and it sucks. And oh, you absolutely. don't get to go outside. I mean, like one person wrote me and I responded. They said, what's jail like? I said, Go in your basement, shut all the windows, shut off the light, lock the door, stand there for 60 days, let me know what you think. You know, like, that's seriously what it is. It's not quite that bad. Well, I mean, there's a microwave, there's hot water, there's uh, well, flat you, screen TVs. But like me, I didn't have access to commissary. They they can restrict the, the good things from you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the microwave, the hot water thing did me no good. The TVs do me no good. So because you never got access to commissary the whole time you were there? I, I, I would have got some tomorrow. Really? So it, it takes long. a week. It t- well, my first weekend, I was majority majority of that week, I was in segregation, twenty three hour lockdown mm-hmm. or suicide watch, twenty four hour lockdown. And then when I got out, I had limited commissary, so I only ordered a few the necessities, paper, pencils. Right. And then after that, I had access that would have came tomorrow. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. The jails here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, is run by a guy who is a member of law enforcement against prohibition. So again. It could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. That's all I'm saying is if you're going to do civil disobedience, better to do it here than, say, in a Massachusetts jail. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. time maybe for your thoughts if you want you can take control of the airwaves your questions do not have to be related to a demo who is uh, free from jail after being there for 16 days serving a sentence of 60 uh, originally for contempt of court for speaking out uh, out of turn uh, put in a cage over that absolutely ludicrous if you want the background you want the video footage you saw for the first time today your own arrest on yeah. video and uh, you can get that over at copblock.org slash freeademo. Would that be the, the quickest I way? I believe that's the best one, yep. Uh, copblock.org slash freeademo. It's also available on the Freekeen uh, YouTube channel at uh, YouTube slash Freekeen. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's good to have you out. Uh, if you've got a remaining question for him, uh, 800-259-9231. And Dave Ridley's also joining us from RidleyReport.com. Hey. Jake, uh, Jason Osborne, by the way, is a major supporter of this radio program. And he recently moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. 
he's a heck of an awesome dude, and he's uh, he's got his uh, fingers into all kinds of liberty outreach projects like Free Talk Live on behalf of uh, or regarding SACL CAI, his company that helps you get collections done and do it with respect. You can learn more about SACL CAI by clicking their banner right at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. But thanks to uh, Jason Osborne for getting behind the show. And you've had the chance to meet Jason. Yeah, Jason's a great guy. He's helped me out on projects that uh, Pete and I have done. And like you said, you just, uh, you know, if we're talking about people playing their supports and roles that Jason has chosen to be a... uh uh, sponsor, advertiser, you know, financial behind, angel. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, he is just a, you know, it's great to have a guy like Jason around and a great person, you know, all together. So, uh, Dave, go ahead. I was wondering if I could go back to the topic we were discussing at the end. By all means. Right before the last break. We were talking a little bit about some of the things about the, the Keene jail. It's not quite as bad as other jails and so forth. I just want to reiterate all the, the, the serious concerns that I, I have as a former Keene resident about that jail. It, it was an act of aggression against New Hampshire taxpayers, $40 million. It is almost impossible to see what goes on in there in the sense that you can't even photograph into the jail property without going onto jail property. It's built like a fortress. And it's already breaking down, by the way, after it not even being open for a, for a full year. Uh, when Adema was in there, there were five or six phones There in were the six bank. phones, five were broken. They five. call it the big pig. Five out of the six were broken after less than a year, and the big news recently is that there was some sort of a uh, uh, malfunction with the water heating system. Yeah, right? they have a they uh, it's like thermal heated water pipes, so they they pipe water through the building to heat it, mm-hmm. and um, essentially the room that that is the main you know contraption for this that you know brings in the water, heats it, then sends it, um, is built above the main electrical room, and that room with water had a leak which then leaked through the floor into the electrical room causing you know lots of problems for a jail that runs primarily with electronic locks and uh, other things you know brilliant place to put uh, <laughs> put the water heater right above your electronics uh, bay <laughs> and unfortunately i seen a letter to the editor in the keen sentinel saying that well the people who designed it should pay for this you know instead of taxpayers yeah, He's all mad about it. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, people should look at the plan. It just goes to show, I mean, to me, when I read that, it goes to show you that if that was somebody's home, they would have cared enough to be like, hey, this probably shouldn't be here. But mm-hmm. since it wasn't an individual's money, which is another funny story I'll get to, they didn't. They just passed it up. This looks good. Stamp it. Approve it. My buddy's going to build this place. $40 million. Send it his way. Um, while I was in there one time, I actually sat on the table and then put my feet where you normally sit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was a big deal. And the guard's like, get off my table. And I said, well, this isn't your table. You didn't pay for this place. And he said, well, the super it's a super's table, the superintendent, he means. Yeah. And I said, no, it's, it's not his place either. I said, if it was, he would have put the $40 million up for it. And he didn't. And he said, you guys stole it for money. So it's just as much my table as it is everybody else. I mean, it didn't get me very far. No. But, I mean, yeah, it was just it was just an initial. All right, into Seg you go. It's unfortunate how they view it, though. I mean, they really view it as their property. It's their system. It's their city. Get out of my city. This my is house our... is a common thing you hear from the COs, the corrections officers, is this is my house. This is yep. my house. And as with any jail, there's a range of the COs. Some of them are, you know, mean and liars, and uh, some of them are, you know, decent. Oh, right. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, the the thing that the Chester County Jail is good for is they they like to their their jails voluntary for the most part. They, you know, when I didn't want to eat, that was it was my choice. And and in the point, they're right. But I mean, to everything, they do it on everything. Like if 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 you want to come out of your cell, it's your choice. If you don't, if you want to take some of these programs, it's your choice. Like. 
they, they only give you A or B, you know what I mean? It's not like a total freedom of choice, but they think they remove themselves from responsibility because they give you A or B. It's it's do what I say or get the alternative, you know? Just like the Republicans and Democrats. Exactly, yeah, but only only on everything from when you shampoo, wash yourself, go to the bathroom, eat. You know, you eat now or you don't eat at all. I don't care. So, Ademo, I mean, we've been talking, obviously, uh, kind of on and off in uh, various different aspects of your recent imprisonment and uh, being here in New Hampshire and the activism here and the ups and the downs. And I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you wanted to focus on that maybe we've missed or we haven't talked about? Because obviously there's a lot you experienced. I mean, we could go all day on how awesome the people were. I mean, I, c- I could start the list of, you know, the, the activists. George, you mean yeah, on the the, yes, uh, the support, you know. Uh, my, what about my the people family. on the inside? What about them? Oh, I mean, those people were, they, they were awesome. I mean, the prisoners. Though. Yes, exactly. Um, some of them, like, are just like the jailers, only the jailers, like, I had one jailer who was very wrong. He was rude to me and then uh, attacked me on my, my stance for believing taxation is theft. And then before I could finish that point, reminded me that he worked for the military and is that theft? And I said, well, yeah. And then he reminded that, said to me, I shouldn't talk to him like that ever again. And I, he protected my freedom. So anyways, I told another jailer another jailer about this, and he told me, well, I don't care. I'm going to side with him no matter what. With inmates, though, you don't have that. You know, Though some of them disagree with me, like I said earlier, some who are sitting on drug charges still believe drugs should be illegal. Mm-hmm. And yet after a day or so, or, community, or conversating at dinner or something, they start to come over like, okay, I understand your point, because to me it's, it's just about forcing other people to believe what they want. And I said it in your community or your neighborhood, you, you're free to do what you'd like to get rid of people using X, Y, Z drugs that you don't like. I'm fine, just don't make me pay for it. And then they're like, oh, it's cool. You know, they're way more open. So uh, not yet to the point where, you know, to me, I feel that if everybody in there had the same, you know, mind frame as, as we do, they'd walk right out. I mean, and there's nothing really from stopping them because the – guard isn't like behind a wall he's literally at a desk all you have to do is say move hit the key you open the door and you can be right out the front door but um if they really had you know because like i said a lot of them other than the federal inmates are for victimless crimes they didn't harm anybody yeah what i mean obviously you were only in one cell block and there are different blocks uh but what was your interpretation of the percentage of how many people were in there who should have been in there maybe you know uh, Arguably, well, and the, some of the federal That's a good inmates. Question to ask inmates, by the way, it is. I, I mean, uh, guards. At, I would say, yeah. I would say, seven of my at the most because some people come and go daily, but at the most we were at the, the lowest we are forty two, the highest forty seven, and I would say at the peak time of forty seven, seven of them might have deserved. Well, I, don't, I really don't think well, most right. of them would deserve a cage. Well, right, but. because most of us, I think, on this show tonight uh, are not in favor of caging as a solution to crime, right? right. It's kind of a, it's a barbaric method to solve a problem where if somebody's been victimized, the ideal situation, in my opinion, is restitution, be paid. And it's hard for anybody to pay restitution when they're behind bars. In my opinion, the only people that should be behind bars are the unapologetic, most vicious people who don't care about other human beings and are going to go out and hurt more people because they don't give an F, effing uh, F. You know, they're, they're just out there to kill people or out there to harm and to do damage. Right. And, to, and to my knowledge, there were no none in there. But out of the, the 40 that are left for argument of sake, um, I mean, all of them are victimless offenders. It's child support. It's drinking, drinking, drinking. And good luck and getting drugs. anybody to pay child support while they're in jail. And right? Yeah, that's it, too. And, and then there's mistakes of things. I mean, the inefficiency of the system, wanting more money and then incurring more money while you're in there. Like how, you know, you have $50 a day. How are you going to get off of child support for three children? How are you going to get ahead on that? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's just a, an endless, vicious cycle for somebody to be stuck in the system. You know, while I'd like to see 
what I'd like to see mass civil disobedience resulting in these laws not being enforced anymore. I don't think we're anywhere near that happening. And that's why I reluctantly support uh, political solutions, because these guys will always use the excuse of, well, I'm just doing my job. I'm just following orders. And if the orders changed, then they would start following those orders, too. And I hope that we'll start to see more change in the right direction from a political standpoint, because there are a lot of political activists here in New Hampshire. This isn't just a civil disobedience movement. It's just that the civil disobedience makes the headlines and it's a lot sexier and snazzier and there's more sizzle there. Um, But, uh, you know, we're going to start seeing change, hopefully, because there's a video I posted yesterday over at freekeen.com of the new Speaker of the House, who is a very liberty-oriented dude. Like, he gets the idea that government is force. Now, unfortunately, he reluctantly embraces it, but at least he understands. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't live in this little fantasy where, well, it's okay because we do it. Uh, he, he reluctantly is embracing it and, you know, for whatever that's worth. But the guy is liberty oriented and he's now the Speaker of the House. Uh, there's he's a proposal Sam on the former attorney. That's right. There's a proposal on the table also, I believe, for this legislative session to mandate that all judges actually have to inform the juries of their rights to nullify a verdict and you know that's the kind of political change i can get behind i I hope they have success with that because moving in little increments in there in those correct directions politically could result in freeing those people at some point absolutely i encourage it all so hey ademo thanks for coming in tonight man hey thanks for having me always great having you you guys did a lot so i appreciate it go to copblock.org to keep up with what ademo has been doing of course we'll keep having you on the show as often you know as we can get you on and dave ridley first time behind the mic here i think uh for a lengthy period of time on free talk live thanks for coming on thanks Uh, Dave Ridley, more uh, from him at RidleyReport.com. And we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.